0: Hey, welcome to Emmaus. If you missed last week's message, want to re-listen, or you're just tuning in, we hope this recording is a blessing to you. As always, you can find out more about Emmaus at peacechurch.cc slash Um Like Logan said, I'm Nicole. I know most of you here, but not everyone. Um, I'm excited to be able to share and just, yeah, share with you what's been on my heart. Um, Logan asked me, a while ago to talk tonight, and in the moment that he asked me, I felt very secure in who I was, very confident that I would be capable of speaking, Um, and I'll just be honest, I am secure in Christ, and I know that to be true, but I also feel very insecure about talking tonight, which usually I'm like pretty capable of talking without being super emotional, Um, so my apologies in advance. Also, I was trying to think of how to open. Logan always has great ways to like, grab your attention with fake stories or things that he may or may not have done. <laughs> um, so I tried, I, I was telling Will, I actually was hoping really like a lot that I would have a dream last night that like one of those dreams where like you, you're in high school with, and you like don't have pants on or like you're naked and talking in front of people. Um, because tonight we're talking about nakedness um, and shame, and so I wanted like a real story, but the Lord did not answer that prayer. Um, so I'm just gonna share with you what I know t- that we know about nakedness in dreams, um, and that often it has to do with fear of vulnerability, um, imposter syndrome, or feelings of deep insecurity and shame. And I start there because tonight. We are starting in Genesis 2 25. So if you'll turn with me there, it's just one verse and it's on the screen if you don't have your Bible with you. Um, But it says, And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. So both Adam and Eve, if you're a newer believer or don't know, um, the the man and wife that um, is being talked about here, Adam and Eve, and they're both completely naked, and this just symbolizes and shows that they are completely transparent with one another. Um, they are completely honest with who they were. All their blemishes or insecurities or anything, they didn't have them. Everything about them was on full display to one another. There was no shame. They were not comparing themselves to one another. They were not pretending or performing. Um, our, huma- our humanity is hardwired so that we get our value and our identity and our purpose and security all from God. Adam and Eve were living in a perfect world where their security and their identity was coming from God. Their relationship with God was good. So their relationship with one another was good, and therefore their relationship with themselves was good. But when they opened their eyes, um, a few verses later, I don't have that one on the screen, they recognized that they were naked S- and they were ashamed, and they were embarrassed. Um, a lot of times, this embarrassment and this comparison, like them, they were just straight naked. That doesn't really happen to us, unless it's in a dream. Um, but a lot of ways that we see our, um, our insecurities is through comparison or pretending. So if I'm not a student anymore, but when I was a student, it was comparing the way that I um, achieved grades in school. I loved being a straight-A student, um, but I wasn't always. Maybe it's your job title where you work. You are comparing how hard you work to somebody else. You're comparing your title to that person. Um, Maybe, honestly, for me, a lot of the insecurity of tonight is I want to speak well, so I'm comparing myself to ways that other people share and other people talk, Um, but that's not where I find my security. Maybe it's as simple as how you dress um, maybe it's as simple as where you live or the community that you grew up in, but we all now compare ourselves um, because of that first sin in the garden. Um, shame can be defined as a belief that one's being is flawed. So when we have this sense of shame, we, we think something's wrong with us. Um, and in Genesis 2, Adam and Eve use fig leaves to cover themselves. And those were like the first masks to ever be used. Um, and I think it's very appropriate that Logan asked you all to dress up tonight because you're all, a lot of you are pretending to be someone or something that you're not. Um, in case you think I didn't dress up, <laughs> I'm a honeymooner. and But I wanted to not dress up because a lot of times our masks are super obvious. We're wearing a onesie or, or we're dressed up as a, uh, video game character, or it's very clear who we are, but we all can wear masks, and no one knows. Um, I wore masks for a lot of years. There was Kuiper College, Nicole, and I've shared this with a lot of you, but there was Kuiper College, Nicole. There was Grand Valley State University, Nicole, and then there was the really good Christian, my old church, Nicole. Um, I looked exactly the same in every single spot, but there was a mask up, for each of those, those environments that I was in. Um, and that all stemmed from shame within me, from the brokenness that I thought I had um, or the insecurities that I thought I had. So tonight I want to talk about, we do all have these insecurities, but I want to go to Romans 8 to talk about who we really are. So you can go ahead and flip there. It is, I believe, all up on the screen. Um, I just find the truth in these verses to just be so reassuring um, so I'm going to just go through them a little like verse by verse um, to share the truth that I see in it and the first one Romans 814 where it says for those I also have an NIV Bible right here so I apologize as well for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God so we know who we are if we are a believer in Jesus Christ and that he has died for our sins, that we are fully forgiven. This is true of you. We, if we are children of God, um, or if we are children of God, then we follow God. It's not the opposite of that. A lot of times we get caught up in the doing and the being that if if we do pray, so much. If we read our Bible a lot, if we go to church, we're following God. So therefore, we must be a child of God. That's actually that's not what it's saying. That it's saying that we are children of God. So we are being led by the Spirit to do all of those things. Um, and I think in in our achievement centered world, it's very easy to to think the opposite. Um, but that's not true. If you're a child of God, it's not because You're not a child of God because you follow him. You follow God because you're first a child. Um, So that's my first point is that children of God follow their father. Um, My second, in verse 15 to 16, it says, The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Um, what I really love about these verses and that I I really hadn't noticed before in verse 15 where it says, so that you, it does not make you slave so that you live in fear again. Um, I never really thought about that idea. Like I know that when my heart was transformed that when I accepted Christ to be my savior, that there was a complete 180 switch, but I didn't really think of the idea that I was living in fear before um, and the truth is if we are following Jesus, we all have been living, we all had been living in fear, whether it was fear of death or fear of man or fear of rejection, um, that was true of us. And because of God and his perfect love in 1 John 4:18 it says, perfect love casts out fear. We no longer have to live in that fear. and that's a beautiful thing. So when we're struggling with our insecurities, with our shortcomings with, just the things in our heads that won't go away, telling us lies about ourselves. We know that we don't have to live in fear because of God. Um, and then we keep going. It says that we, res- if the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by Him we cry, Abba, Father. Um, I was listening to a podcast that was explaining and talking about these verses a little bit, and uh, adoption to sonship. Um, in the time that this was written adoption adoption today still has a lot of similarities to it which is really good but adoption in that day if someone was adopted into the family there was like they were legally bound to that those parents to that family there was no getting rid of them but there were biological children who could still be disowned from their family so when I read this I know that I'm not a child of God by chance, that I was chosen by God. Um, And we can each find comfort in that. In verse 17, it says, Now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. Um, Being an heir in those days meant you got everything. I'm frankly i know that when my parents pass away i'm not getting everything i that's just the rea- i'm the oldest but like that doesn't matter um, but heirs in this time like, that meant they got everything and so if we're co-heirs with christ we receive everything that christ receives and christ is seated at the right hand of the throne of god and we live in like I, I know I live in this like complex mindset and it's, it's the devil pulling me away that I'm trying to receive everything that the world is giving me while also trying to accept that inheritance from God and that cannot coexist. We cannot gain the world and eternity with God. Um, it also says that we will share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory and that's a hard Hard truth. Um, I know suffering looks different for everyone, and a lot of times, like I was saying about the different Nicoles, like you can't see the suffering all the time because it's internal, um, but following, following our Father doesn't necessarily look good, but God is still good in all of that. Um, and Logan shared at the beginning, like this, this, message is talking about like our whole person and um, like we need to I can't remember I wish I would have written down the exact words you said but how you have to to be whole like there's aspects of our lives that sometimes we ignore um, because we don't think about it as being a part of us and like there's emotional health and physical health spiritual health um, mental health all the different things and I think it's really easy to be confused because the world sends us confusing messages. I was watching Inside Out with Will and joy is the main like little character. I also fell asleep through the end but joy is the main character and it's so hard, I think like if joy is the main character, we think that joy is this emotion that we can just like have like she just always is like trying to change what's going on. Sadness goes and tries to touch the little ball thing, and she comes over and is like, "No, no, no!" and like tries to be all joyful. But like joy, it says in the Bible, joy is we ha- we have joy in the Lord. The song we just sang is joy, like the Lord is joy. Um, and we confuse joy and happiness, and that the emotions, the things that we feel in our head, the things that we feel in our heart, um, are leading us astray because truthfully, there are times that I don't feel like a child of God. I don't feel like my sins are worth forgiving. I don't feel like going to church. I don't feel like reading my Bible. But thank God that reality is not defined by what I feel. Um, Reality is what God says in his word. Um, And that's really what I want you to hear tonight, is that we can all be in different places in our minds. We can be being told so many things that are not true of us, um, but the truth is that if we are children of God, um, we are loved by him, we have a hope for our future in him. So I want you, if you're in your Bible, go back to Genesis, and to Genesis 3. Sorry, this is a little bit all over the Bible. Um it says, so, when Adam and Eve, um, it's not, this is not what it says, this is my paraphrase. Um, Adam and Eve w- were both created, they were both naked, they were unashamed, they ate from the tree of good and evil, and then they hid from the Lord, and the Lord the Lord looked for them. He knew where they were, but he asked, where are you? And then we get to, to his response after Adam responds to what happened. Um, and I just really find this so interesting. This is another thing that I that really stuck out to me while studying um, these passages. Verse twenty one says that the Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife, and he clothed them. So, out of all the ways that the Lord could have responded, he he foreshadows Jesus in the first couple pages of Scripture. He takes some animal that had to die and bleed in order to cover the sin and the shame of Adam and Eve because Adam and Eve took the fig leaves and tried to cover it up but this the shame does not go away it just covers it just like all the masks we put on the job titles we have the uh, changing our name doing anything we do it just covers it but here God takes the garments of this uh, garments of skin from an animal that had to die for them Um, just like Jesus he Died on the cross for us. Our shame and our wounds; those don't have the last words, um, but Jesus does. And because of that, um, new humanity is offered, and we're not defined by our sin and our shame. And so, if you hear anything, if you hear anything for me tonight, um, if you're a believer in Jesus, we can know that we are not defined by the things of this world. We're not defined by the things that the world tries to get in our heads that we tell ourselves, but we are defined by the truth of God's word, um, and it's that he loves us and that there's a hope in him. And so for our discussion groups tonight, it's reviewing what we just went through as well because I went through it super fast. Um, But in Psalm 55, I find to be a really good an interesting example of reading through it's David crying out and expressing emotions that he has um but also affirming the truth of who God is. So I want you to make sure you if you want to skip ahead honestly to do that one first and make sure you read through it together. Like this is a big group Bible study, so like go through to that one first. Um and just yeah, go through all the questions. I try to lay it out so there was direction. Let me just go ahead and close us in prayer and then go ahead and your groups. Father, I'm just so thankful for who you are and for your goodness and your faithfulness. And Lord, I am um, just so thankful for your word. Even just studying something that I knew before um, in my head to just see the way that you connect things from um, the very first pages of scripture to the end. Lord, you've weaved everything together for your good and your glory um, and I thank you for that. I ask that in this night and in these moments that you remove any sort of insecurities that we might have or any senses of shame that we have Lord um, that we are vulnerable with one another that this be a community that um, is radically different than the rest of the world and is vulnerable and shares um, the good and the bad with one another Uh, anything that I said Lord that wasn't of you I just ask that it's forgotten um, and I just ask for a fruitful discussion tonight. It's in your name.